welcome. It's day six. Tonight we are going to be talking about spicing it up. Now, why would I want to talk about that? Um, well, because if I'm being real, and I am, um, it's probably what it, well, it is, um, it was, it's not anymore, um, it was what I would say the missing piece of my life transformation. Um, and that's being absolutely raw and honest with you. It was the teeny, teeny leftover part that's really not so teeny um, that I hadn't paid attention to. The last few months, I've spent a considerable amount of time actually focusing on this. I've invested time and I've invested money in actually learning more about this area of my transformation. And it's so important because I actually thought um, for a long time that there was something wrong with me. Uh, I'd probably say for years, there's, I've been thinking that there's something wrong with me. I've been thinking, oh, I'm past that phase in my life. Oh, you know, it's just, I'm just not up for it anymore. All the things I've been thinking for a long time. And now I realize um, it was all BS, okay? Um, and I realized that because in my mind, I was actually thinking that I could manage the situation myself and with my partner, my beautiful husband, Adam. Um, I thought that, you know, we could just work it out. We're really good at this. We've been together for nearly 30 years. Yes, we've been together since I was 14 and he was 17. And we've been 100% serious since day dot. We've always been a very, very serious and loving couple right from the very beginning. We knew that we had something very special. And so um, I guess, you know, we thought that, you know, we'll figure it out. It's all good. And then I reached a point where I just thought, well, actually, I think maybe that part of my life is it's past, you know, I'm, I'm over a certain age. It's like, you know, it's it's nature, you know, blaming all these things. And ultimately, I think other women, you know, they share this, oh, yeah, me too, like I'm not feeling it. Well, I'm going to share a different story with you that some other beautiful women shared with me about their personal life um, that actually lit the spark in me. And for any of you who have read my post today and listened to any of my previous lives this week, one of the things that I've been talking about is we get our spark from other women who are lit. Uh, it's it's the best way for us to ignite that flame in ourselves. And I've been fortunate to, um, you know, to get close enough to other women who are on fire, and um, and they've let one of their sparks come onto me, and it's lit something in me. And I want to be able to pass that on to other women. So, um, so definitely, it's a conversation that I hear women talk about a lot. And I know I've been guilty of it. I've been like, oh yeah, you know, I hear you. Yeah, like it's normal, right? It doesn't have to be normal. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about spicing it up with your lover or spicing it up with yourself. If you're single, it doesn't matter. Um, but it's, it's really, well, I'm really talking about us as sexual beings, um, and inner goddesses that we are. So here we go, ladies. Woo, woo, woo. It's time to spice things up a bit. Now, First thing is we're talking about relationships. We're talking about short-term, long-term relationships. 
Um, we're talking about relationships with intimate partners, but we're also talking about the relationship with ourselves because we get to have be, have permission to be intimate with ourselves. Hello. That's a revelation to me. Um, it's something that, you know, my parents had never talked to me about. Um, it's something that I was ashamed of. It was I was embarrassed about it, um, even with my husband. And that feels really um, quite raw for me to say that, but it, it was something for a long time that I was like, oh, no, like, oh, that's awkward. Um, but what I've recently realised is that was actually my teenage and very young sexual self, not my now sexual self who's had the babies, fed the babies, done all the stuff um, and is totally comfortable and proud of the skin that I'm in and um, and I can I get to enjoy it whether I'm with my husband or not or whether we're together whatever. So so we're talking about relationships and um, with our partner and with ourselves um, or both, of course. Okay, so Here's the first thing I've got to say about this. You need to do it. If you if you you feel called to want to spice it up and you're tired and, and sort of thinking, oh, yeah, but I don't feel it like I used to. Or, you know, I'm not feeling it. Or, oh, no, I've got a low libido these days. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of past that point in my life. Whatever. Whatever the story is, here's the thing. I decided at the beginning of 2020 that I wanted to change that part of my relationship, okay? I realized it was something that I had to do. So I put it in the front of my journal in at the beginning of 2020 and I set a very powerful intention that I was going to become an absolute goddess in my own bedroom, okay? I decided. I decided. Nobody decided for me. I decided. Um, now I didn't get off to a wonderful start. I thought, oh, this is okay. Mm-mm-mm. But what I did is I threw it out to the universe and I was really open to what might come into my life. Um, a beautiful lady called Tamika Wilder came into my life, um, through some of the mad women. Uh, she has a page called Neosoma. And I knew that when I met her that I had manifested somebody like that to come into my life that I could lean into and learn from. So she really got things started for me. But what the, the reason I'm telling you this is because it started with me. And that's the message that I have for you here is you have to do the inner work yourself and you have to do it first and foremost for yourself, not for your partner, not for your lover. You have to do it for yourself before you do it for anybody else. So if this, if you feel called, you need to do the work for you, okay? Don't be thinking of your partner like, oh, I'm a crap partner, they're not getting enough, whatever. They feel this, they feel that because that's just going to make you feel yucky um, and it's probably going to just give you the guilt, right? Um, Adam's not complaining. (laughs) He's not complaining. Um, but if you do it with yourself and you start with yourself, it is a really, really beautiful place to start. Um, and it's more powerful. So, um, so firstly, it starts with self-love, right? How many times have I banged on about this all week? Self-love. If you're not hearing me, you want to bring back the buzz, 
You need to start with yourself. It, everything starts with self-care and self-love. So um, think about, and I have also talked about this, your bedroom. What does your bedroom say about you? Does it represent the next level version of you? Does it represent the goddess in you? Because if it doesn't, then we're not going to be feeling as inspired as we could, right? Because that's where it usually happens, all right, for most of us, especially if we're parents. When the kids are around, it's usually the bedroom. So think about how nice your bedroom looks, feels, smells, okay, is organized. That's going to make you feel nice straight away. That's a form of self-love. Um, the other night I talked about a little shrine that I have for my morning routine. Do you have your own little morning shrine? Do you have nice little things displayed that you love and make you feel nice? Are you able to look in the mirror and deeply appreciate what you see? And ladies, I'm going to say this, I mean all of you, okay? I mean the bits that normally we would go, oh, what? They're so ugly. No, we need to get over that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later on. But yes, you need to be able to look in the mirror and love all of you, okay? The flabby bits, um, the bits that perhaps have stretched longer with having babies or like me, shriveled up and disappeared, whatever it may be, your stretch marks, your wobbly bits, whatever it is, you need to completely look in the mirror and love yourself wholly. How do you do that? You talk to yourself. You look in the mirror and you repeat your affirmations, okay? I love myself completely, okay? Those sorts of affirmations. Get a set of my cards. There's beauty ones in there. Start to transform the way you think about yourself if this is an area that you struggle with. At the beginning of the year when we designed our bedroom, we actually made, we consciously made our bedroom feel like a resort, like we were on holidays because we always have the best sex when we're away. Who doesn't, right? Holiday sex. Yay for that. Okay. Um, the caravan, maybe not so much uh, <laughs> because we did two years in it. Probably killed our love life, even though it still happened. Um, you know, we have a saying, windy night, parents delight. Um and uh, or stormy night, even better, wind and rain. Um, but the truth is, is with, um, you know, if, if you're, um, I've completely lost my train of thought now, <laughs> thinking about the, uh, oh, our resort. So, um, so we designed and, and created our bedroom so it feels like we're on holidays because who doesn't want to enjoy holidays? Um, it's got a bit of a resort feel and we like that. So think about the feelings, think about the best times that you've been away um, or been with your partner or a partner or yourself and decorate your room like that. You know, if you want to go all out red satin sheets, buy the satin sheets, okay? Buy them. It's going to make you feel better. Don't go and buy the Kmart jobs or the flannelette. Get the ones that make you feel like a goddess, um, so your bedroom, a shrine to yourself and do the mirror thing, very important, very important. Um, and also the treatment of yourself. So think about things that are luxe. And I know I've talked a lot about this, but taking baths, um, bathing with oils, giving your body a massage, okay, those sorts of things like treating your body with love and starting with yourself is going to help you spice it up. 
Okay. Because ladies, we're not getting in the mood, just rocking into the bedroom and going, bring it most of the time when we're juggling life and family and children and work and all of those things. So we have to actually get in the mood and part of the getting in the mood might be giving yourself a luscious bath, okay? It might be giving yourself a massage before your partner is with you, all right? Whatever it may be. So um, so definitely start with yourself and it's how you treat yourself. All right. So first thing, self-love, so important, so, so, so important. Next thing is to really take some time if you've had children or even if you are an older woman and haven't had children, please take some time to redefine your sexuality in the current phase of life that you're in because what I found is I was stuck in the past, okay? I was stuck as a teenager and in my early 20s as a newlywed. Um, I was not moving forward or maybe I got stuck somewhere between baby one and two because there was a five and a half year gap there. So, you know, things had a chance to sort of recover. We had one child. We still had some time on our hands. Um But I have to be honest, as time goes on, um, I'd forgotten to take time to actually redefine what I, you know, what my sexual self was like as as an aging person. So if you're stuck in the past, then take a beautiful time for yourself to actually redefine and consider what do I want now? How do I feel about my body now? How do I lovingly accept the changes that have been experienced in my body? So we know that as we age and as we have babies, um, lots of things changes in the bedroom, right? Like we're not the same people. Our bodies don't function in the same way. You know, things might be noisier than they used to. Um, You know, things might wobble more than they used to. But when we can lovingly accept that, and take some time to acknowledge it and lovingly accept it, then it's going to make a difference. Because at the moment, if you're holding on to a vision of your sexual self in the past, then it's not serving you, okay? It's time to actually mature that person <laughs> and, and have a think about them and go, oh, well, actually, like, this is me now. This is me in the now. Um, so I really encourage you to take some time to do that. Now, because the person who has been so, you know, really started this for me, and as I say, I just put this out to the universe at the start of the year, and I thought this is something I really, I really want in my life because I'm gonna be. This is this is so real. My God, I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I just want to because, like the post I did today, you know, when someone else, another woman, is lit. That's how we can get our spark. So I, for whatever reason, if someone needs to hear this, I hope that they receive it. But at the beginning of the year, um, I had this thing, a cloud over my head. And the cloud over my head and the thought that repeatedly came up for me was if something happened to my husband or myself, one of the biggest regrets that I would have is that we didn't make love often enough. It kept coming up for me, kept coming up for me. And I just thought, that is really sad. How sad is that? I love, there is nobody on earth I love more than that man, okay? I'm, I love him more than my children. I've said it. I love him. I love him. I love him with every cell of my being. There is nobody I love more on this planet. So why would I not want to share my body with him more often? 
and it kept playing on my mind something shocking, you know. It kept playing on my mind to the point of it was hurting. It was actually hurting me. It was getting me down. I was worrying about it. I was feeling sad about it. I was feeling guilty about it. And guilt is, I've really realized this this year, is probably the worst emotion for me personally to carry. When I carry guilt, my my world doesn't turn very well, okay? It doesn't turn quite on the right axis. Something's off. So <clears throat> that was a lot of guilt that I was carrying around. And so I put it out there to the ether and I just thought, no, this is an area of my life that I really want to improve because something happened to my husband tomorrow, something happened to me, that would be my biggest regret. It'd be a big regret anyway. So I went about sending it out there and um, and then Tamika came into my life. So I want to give thanks and homage to her because she lit the spark in me and so tenderly and in a way that was just so generous and understanding and all the things, just amazing. So if that's you uh, and you feel like that, she has a Facebook group called Mama Eros, E-R-O-S, and I really, really encourage you to go and join the group if um, you're a woman who wants to explore your sexuality at your current phase in your life. It's helped me tremendously. Um, So, you know, I'm just so grateful. So she taught me about a whole range of things. Embodiment was one of the things that she um, began to teach me. And that's been incredible, understanding more about how my body works, understanding, here we go, wait for this one, ladies, understanding that actually a lot of the tension that I'm carrying in my life, I'm actually carrying in my vagina. Um, That's not a good place. That when I clench my teeth, which I do a lot, it's actually tightening down there as well. So if that's you and you carry tension in your jaw, then you're probably carrying tension down there as well. So these are the things that I've been learning about. Um, Tamika um, told me about a thing called de-armoring. I didn't even know what that was, right? So um, basically that is a, it's a form of um, internal massage. It's very good for people who have experienced any type of birth trauma. Um, certainly I did have some birth trauma after, through Noah's birth. Um, he was born quite rapidly in the end and um, things never quite felt the same after that. Um, but with the help of Tamika and using some of her strategies, I've actually been able to um, just get some of my sensation back and I'm still working on that. But um, but I'm really optimistic for that. I'm really, really optimistic about that. Um, so, look, Tamika has been fantastic and um, please go and give her a follow. Her work is amazing. Neosoma is her page. Um, and join the Mama Eros group if, um, if this is something that you're interested in. Um, there's a few more people I will talk about at the end as well. Um, so here's a few other things that I want you to think about. So obviously redefining your sexuality in your current phase in your life. Um, so thinking about, you know, post baby, maybe you've just had your first child. You might just be a new mother for the first time and 
revisiting, um, you know, revisiting intimacy after giving birth. That's that's pretty confronting. Okay, that can be really, really confronting, especially. Um, well, I guess it doesn't really matter whether you're a young mum or an older mum for the first time, but certainly, you know, it's confronting, right? And it takes the love and tenderness of an understanding partner to help us through that. But it can also take the support of other women. And there are other women out there who can help you with that. So I encourage you to lean into your sisters for stuff like this, ladies, because it does help. Um, As I say, I thought I could do it alone um, with my partner because I thought, oh, we've got a good thing going on here because we absolutely do. But when I've gone and sought the help from other women and um, in sisterhood and in circles, I have found that my progress has been more rapid. Um, okay, so the next thing is um, 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 kick the granny undies is what I've written on my page, my notes here. Kick the granny undies. Um, so what I've really adopted now is um, I try and think of myself as a bit of a goddess and so I will say to myself, you know, what would the goddess do? And if the goddess wouldn't wear the, you know, stretched out undies or the undies that, you know, have got stains on them from menstruation or whatever, then they're going out. Okay. So I've had a huge clean out recently of my underwear. I've spent a heap of money at bras and things um, because I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm actually not even going to get the target ones. Target ones are nice, but no, I'm going to go and get myself. I'm not going to have you know, 10 ton of underwear. I'm not going to even get the cotton on ones. Okay. I've gone to bras and things and I've bought beautiful, luscious, nice fitting lingerie and underwear. Um, that's practical, but also looks and feels good. So think about what would the goddess do and then do that. Okay. So if the goddess wouldn't do wear the, the granny undies or whatever, then don't do it. You know, Sure, I get it if you've got a pair of, you know, tummy tamers that you want to wear, um, you know, with a really, you know, hot skirt or something that's super tight and you feel more hot in it, then that's fine. But, you know, if you're putting on underwear and you're really thinking, oh, yeah, these are pretty, you know, then what's that saying to your sexual self? What's that saying to your goddess, your inner divine? It's it's probably not saying really nice things. So flick the granny undies. Um, another thing I've just invested in is some really nice pajamas. So um, I decided that next level version of me no longer wears really crappy pajamas, you know, like the flannelette daggy bombs that I, yep, and they're my favourite. Some of them I've still got. They've been a whole way, whole way around Australia. They're stretched. The buttons are missing, you know, and I kind of tie them up awkwardly. But I've decided to give them the flick. Um, and I've even invested in some beautiful, luscious satin pajamas from bras and things and I've even had my name embroidered on them because I decided that that's what the goddess would do. So I've got SJG, my initials, on my pajamas and I got the I got it for kicks, right? Like I'm having a bit of a laugh about it. But um, you know, I just thought, why, why the heck not? You know, because that's what a goddess would do. I'm sure that Mariah Carey doesn't go to bed in daggy flannelette pajamas and stretched out undies, right? Like she's wearing the good stuff. So it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to have, you know, a pair for every day of the week. Um, It's obviously still about, you know, being conservative, but 
you know, I'm saving money by buying quality and I'm making myself feel good. And for me, that is worth every penny. So please have a think about that before next time you go to buy the big WPJs. Um, you know, have a good think about it and think, yeah, you know what, I think I might go and get the Peter Alexanders instead. Or, you know, I always find Suzanne have nice pyjamas. Go and get some nice lush pyjamas for yourself. Get some nice underwear. Maybe even surprise your lover or make yourself feel good with a really nice type of underwear that you would never wear. So I haven't had a, a bodice or a teddy, whatever you want to call it, for probably 100 years. I don't think I've had one since... I've had children. It's been at least 15, probably longer. And I went and bought one. I just thought, you know what, why not? I was in Sydney and um, no, I wasn't in Sydney. I was in Sydney when I had a look, but they didn't have my size. So I bought one up at Herakoff's Harbour. Why not? Okay. Lots of fun. Other one, and I've already mentioned this, but get the nice sheets. Okay. If you're getting, you know, the chatty Duna covers that you think, oh, you know, you've washed it a few times, it's covered in stains, you know, like the kids have spilt food all over it or the dogs, whatever, you know, just think about that. It's your shrine. It's where you lay your head at night. If you're a goddess, what does your bed look like? Um, Yeah, I hope you're inspired by that. All right, um, moving on to relationships um, and making time for intimacy. Schedule some date nights, okay? We we thought when we, well, you know, we wanted to spice it up a bit. We've tried a few different things over time. And at the beginning of last year, we decided we're going to have a date night once a month. That'll fix it. If we have a date night, we'll be good. Um, as I say, as it turns out, you know, there was still more that needed to be fixed. And that was with me, you know, gathering in circle with other women to talk about these things. That really was the powerful shift and me starting with myself instead of um, starting with my partner. But scheduling date nights is still a really beautiful thing to do. Now, I get it. Sometimes it doesn't work out that you can't necessarily have date night away from your children. That's very much the case with my husband and I. It has been for a long time. But what we do is almost um, organise ourselves a little date night at home. So we might buy a nice bottle of wine. Um, We're mostly plant-based. However, I do have um, a love of seafood. So we will have date night where we'll have some seafood, which is what actually we did on Saturday night. It was really nice. And we just had, you know, the kids had already eaten and they'd kind of gone off and doing their thing. And then just he and I sat down at the table together. We had a wine. We had a chat. Um, You know, show your children, if you have children, how lush it is for, you know, for you and your your well, the parent, the other parent of your children to, you know, to express love for each other and be intimate in front of them, you know. Um, What happens in the bedroom doesn't start always in the bedroom. It's actually what happens all the time. So set that frequency, you know, send those vibes out there um, at all times of the day. It doesn't matter. It's only going to make it better when you get to the bedroom. Um, So do that and enjoy it. Um, schedule intimacy. So, um, put it on the calendar. Um, now a great person to listen to around this is a lady called Julie Tenner, um, also known as the pleasure nutritionist. And she's another lady that I've been uh, leaning into of late and really listening in to her methods. And she says that sex is a supermarket. Um, and basically what we do, she uses this great analogy, 
about, well, we're going to go shopping. So, you know, what's on our list? We make a time to go to the supermarket. We have a list of things that we want to buy. We might see some specials and go, oh, I might grab that. Um, And then, of course, we come home and we make the dinner. And I'll let you work out how that analogy goes down. But um, but I think it, it really does make sense, especially when life gets busy, to actually schedule time for intimacy with your partner. But another thing that's really important, and, and this is actually my next point, so it's, a, it's another point um, that I want to make in its own right, is the communication between you and your partner about intimacy in advance. So, you know, I don't think it's I don't think necessarily it's believable if all of a sudden you just rock up and decide to give your partner a strip tease. Hello, here I am. They're probably going to go say what? Like where did this come from? I don't think they'll be complaining. However, um, it might kind of shock the pants off them. Uh, that might not be a bad thing. Anyway, um, but, you know, the truth is is really taking the time to talk with your partner is actually a pleasurable part of the process. So, you know, when you're redefining who you are as, you know, a sexual being at this point in your life, actually then sharing that with your partner and having that conversation you know what? You're already halfway there, ladies. Okay. You're already halfway there. So, you know, actually having that conversation with your partner is really, really, it's, it's halfway there. It's part of it. It's part of the intimacy. So talk about it together and, um, and really dive deep with that. Okay. So talk about all of that. Um, talk about what your wishes are, talk about why you want to do it. Um, and, and ask, you know, ask if they will come along with you. I don't think they'll say no. Um, but you know, it's a really nice way to start. And then together, have some fun together, you know, writing the shopping list, you get me? Um, and scheduling time in, you know, if you don't get a whole lot of time with your partner, then it's really important. Hey, why not? (laughs) Exactly. You can buy me one of those. Um, yeah, like, you know, schedule that time with your partner and um, and enjoy it, you know. Like think, so as I say, I think about what would me, 41-year-old goddess, mother of three, um, what would I do now? You know, what what is, you know, what do I, what am I like now? What is the next level of me? And I, if I think about myself like that, then it gives me the liberation to actually pursue um, my deeper desires. And, you know, even that was actually hard for me to sort of go, Oh, what do I desire? I don't even know. Um, but you know, spending some time thinking about that and actually for me, that's come out in the conversation and the communication. So I really encourage you have the hard conversations. It's the best thing that you can do. Then go and do the do. And then the best part or one of the best parts, is actually when you come back to your partner or and both of you um, come back together and actually what they do um, when you frame and that is actually discuss, you know, what were the best parts for you. And the reason that you should do that is actually because it allows you to extend that experience and relive it again and again and again. So it's almost like a photo album or writing memories down in a journal, having those conversations, you know, after you've been intimate is a really powerful way of actually reminding you of what's gone down and experiencing that again in your body. Um, Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to? 
So, um, so I've mentioned Julie Tenner, um, amazing. I've mentioned Tamika. Definitely go and follow them. Um, Julie Tenner does have a a women's group, a women's circle. Um, I've got a feeling it's only open to women who have worked with her before, um, but she is going to be releasing a book soon. It's going to be amazing, like next level. She's incredible mentor. Um, I've been fortunate enough in my work with Soul Modes uh, in the training, Soul Modes mentor training that I'm nearly finished. Uh, only got a couple more weeks to go. But in the work I've been doing um, with that, Julie has actually come in and done some sessions with us. And she's just incredible. Like her understanding of the masculine and the feminine, absolutely mind-blowing, has absolutely been life-changing for me. Um, And as I say, this was kind of one of the missing pieces of the puzzle. So it's like it's all coming together. This is like the last thing now for me. Um, Yeah. Now, um, here's something. Last night I told you that I was going to tell you the name of the book that I've just recently been listening to. And that has been an absolute life changer, probably one of the most transformational books, if not the most transformational book I have ever read. And I spend a lot of my time driving in a car um, and during while I'm on the road, I listen to, to audiobooks and usually they're around personal development. So I'd like to think I've spent quite a bit of time listening to this stuff, but this book has been a game changer. So ladies, get your pens ready. I want you to write it down. I want you to download it, read it, buy it, whatever. The name of the book is, wait for it, it's Pussy. Say it with me, Pussy, P-U-S-S-Y, um, A Reclamation. It's by Regina Thomasauer. Um, amazing book. Really, really incredible. Now, if you're like me, I hated that word. I was like, oh, that word isn't, that, that word is not a nice word. I did not like it. Um, however, I only had to listen to the first chapter of this book and it completely changed my point of view. Um, it's changed the conversations that I have in my house with my daughters. It's changed. Um, it's just amazing. Just go and listen to it. (laughs) Just trust me. Um, it's been an absolute game changer. So I really, really encourage you to to do it. It's even it's even changed the way that I view other women. Um, you know, there were things that I used to think, oh, that's taboo, like that's out there, um, almost in a judgy way, you know, totally. Um, but it's actually changed the way that I see things from being judgy to admiration. Um, it's been that powerful. So um it's, I think, about eight and a half, nine hours of your life. It'll absolutely do amazing things for you. So write it down, go and download it, start to listen to it. For those of you who really want to dive into it, um, I should mention that Tamika's group, um, Mama Eros, is actually currently doing a book club study on it. So um, some of us get on a Zoom call every couple of weeks and discuss our readings of the book. Um, I haven't been on for the last couple of weeks, last couple of times, but I'm sure all the replays are in her Facebook group. So, um, so jump on into it and you can have a bit of a listen and get a feel for what the book's about, but just listen to it. It's absolutely life-changing. It's an incredible book. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it will allow you to have deeper conversations with your intimate partner. It will allow you to really, um, well, you'll understand why, I, you know, I 
think of myself more now as a goddess than I used to. Um, that's been the tipping point for me. So um, I, I would have thought before that that was totally wanky, to be honest. I would have thought, oh, yeah, right, yeah, okay, wanky, hoo-ha, um, goddess, whatever. Um, but in all honesty, it's there's it's definitely changed my thinking very powerfully. So with that, I'm going to love and leave you and say thank you so much for joining me tonight. Bye, guys.